This is No Pink Spam Next episode 152 for Monday, September 24, 2012. Brought to you by Radio Nihon. Tune in to Radio Nihon for all your toko music and news. Check them out at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash R-A-J-I-O-N-I-H-O-N. Lisa J here, and of course, I got the guys with me, Jeremy, Tristan, and Spy. Say what's up. What's up? What's up? <laughs> I think that's my new thing now. I'm just like, hey guys. Uh, what up? Guys, what's up? Hey, we're still here. <laughs> yeah, they know us. We exist. We're we still around. Special. We're nothing special. We're nothing. No, everyone's special. Okay, mm, and it's especially yes, yeah, and you hear that voice. That voice is coming from none other than the dude, the man, Jason Font. Play What's going on, Wes slash Alex on Power Rangers Time Force? Hey, how are you? Thanks good. for ha- thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for coming. Absolutely. So now, I'm not going to mention any names. Tristan, but <laughs> you know, some of us tend to enjoy your work a lot more, Tristan, and, and we all enjoy your work, but some of us, Tristan, likes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Super fan. That's what right. is going on right now? <laughs> uh, where's that bus? Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> No, but no, we're really glad to have you because when we talked with Erin Cahill and, you know, she spoke so highly of you. We're like, well, we got to get him on the show. Right on. Right on. My favorite. Erin's like my little sister. So it's, uh, when did you have Erin on the show? Um, A few months ago. A few months ago. Yeah. Okay. And she had stories for days, for days. (laughs) I and bet then, she did. I bet and she spoke did. highly of you and the cast. So I was like, yes, we're going to talk to Jason next because we want to hear all about it and your take on things. So let's start off with you as a youngin, as a little one. Okay. Okay. So what was little Jason like? You know, I was raised uh, outside of, uh, just outside of Chicago uh, in a small town called McHenry, Illinois. And uh, pretty much raised by a single mom. Uh, saw my dad's, you know, every couple times a month, but raised by a single mom until I was about 13. So it was just her and I. And uh, we, we, uh, I was heavy, heavy sports. I mean, a, a three-sport athlete all through high school. Uh, and then I went off and played college baseball. I played pro baseball for a bit. And then when I was released, that's when I uh, packed up my bags and headed to Los Angeles. So you were... Pro? I played college and then I played independent ball, which was pro ball. Uh, $500 a month I made. <laughs> $500 a month? Five, the, 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 the funny story about that was is that we were they filmed the movie League of Their Own. Uh, remember League of Their Own? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That stadium was built in Huntingburg, Indiana. And uh, in Huntingburg, Indiana, that, that stadium exists and that's where our home field was. And we would sell out three three thousand fans a night, um, and 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 that that's where I played ball uh, professionally. And then when I was released, that's when I, I headed out west. So then, so you mean to tell me that <laughs> y'all filled stadiums, filled and they can they only paid you five hundred dollars a month? 
Yep. Hold on. Yep. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. Hold on one yep. second. Tristan's my super fan, huh? That's right. <laughs> I love it. Where, where where are you guys? Tristan and Jeremy and Spy, where are you guys? Um, uh, I'm, I'm in uh, southwest Michigan, Kalamazoo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and... I'm in South Cal. Oh, you are? Tristan. Okay. Yeah. Tristan, so we, we met at Morphicon. Yes. I'm... Okay. Oh, sugar. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. We're catching up on where everyone is. And Spy, where are you? I'm in uh, Seattle-ish. <laughs> are you really? Right yeah. <laughs> okay. And you guys are all over the country. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> How did this group get brought together? Oh, that's a long story. Okay. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to shorten it real quick. <laughs> so. You back? Um, me? Yes, I am back. Yes. Yo, yeah. We need like an official bio or something. How did this? <laughs> um, so I was, I think me and Jeremy, right? We were part of another podcast. Yes. And so we noticed that we had more fun when we weren't um, led by the creator of that podcast. <laughs> so our after shows were more fun than the actual show. So that's when I got the idea of starting my own thing. And then I got a couple of my friends, Katie, who she's not here right now, but, um, and then Jeremy came along and then uh, a couple of years ago, then Tristan and, and Spy came along and here we are. I Just, know. yeah. Doing things, I going to it. conventions. I love it. Mm -hmm. So that's the very short version. All right. Yeah, I usually get the now. How did you come up with the name? <laughs> so, yeah, me and Pink Rangers weren't a fan back in the day. Anywho. Oh, that's right. No pink spandex. I got it. I got it. I like the name. <laughs> exactly. But then when Jen came on the scene, oh. I was all about it. I was you like, yeah. You mean Aaron, right, my Jen? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is a uh, she's got an infectious personality that is that you just you, you don't think it's real at first. I mean, she is uh, just the friendliest, most outgoing person in the world. And when we first got on set, she was just hello and hugging at all the all the crew and so friendly. And we remember thinking, geez, this is just it feels so much. It feels fake. I mean, what is, <laughs> what is with this girl? I mean, she's happy she got the job. But she is just overbearing on this good morning and hugging and have a good night, you know. But she never changed. And that's her. And that's really her. That so, is hilarious. It's like, yeah. you are too happy. What is yeah, this? That's exactly what we said. We're like, this girl is, this girl is crazy. She's not going to keep this up, you know, every single day. But she did. And she still does. That's who she is. It's amazing. Amazing girl. <laughs> too funny. Oh, goodness. But we'll get back to her in a second. All right. In a moment. Oh, goodness. Where were we? You were talking about... Oh, $500 a week? Yeah, a month. A month. A month. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that was minor league baseball, yeah. That was it. That was That's crazy. So then why did you decide to move to Los Angeles then? Well, back in the... I, I can tell you the exact story. It was 1990. I was a sophomore in high school. And I come down with a really bad uh, flu, you know, the kind where you're throwing up all the time and you're, you're basically immobile and the chills. And my mom rented Risky Business. Um, just it was a movie I hadn't seen. I don't know why or how, but she rented the movie to kind of 
you know, basically, you know, back in the day, you go to Blockbuster, you rent the movie, and and uh, I rent. She rented it, and I remember thinking that looks like it'd be so much fun to be an actor. That I mean, that was the movie that I wanted. That that made me think that this is what I wanted to ultimately do. But baseball was something, or you know, I, that I had played. I had gotten a baseball scholarship to college, so it was something that I had to. Um, that I wanted to, to, to go to, you know, basically ride out to see how far I could go. Mm-hmm. And I had a good run. I mean, I, I, I got a bronze medal. I played it for Team USA in, in, uh, in Jalisco, Mexico, in the Mexican Olympics. I got a huge bronze medal. And I played it out to the point where I basically would, it was as good as I was going to get, got released. But since 1990, which was six years earlier, I knew I eventually wanted to get out to L.A. And once they released me, that was my, my, my ticket to just drop that and head out. And that's what I did. I'm sorry. All I heard was you were a Mexican Olympian. I was, I played for team USA in the Mexican Olympics. Yeah. 1994, 93, 94. So you, what? I didn't know I was talking to an Olympian. Yeah. I got a huge, huge bronze medal right here. Wow. Yeah, Olympics. That's not no other ranger can say that. I don't think so. I don't think. It's <laughs> not something here too often. Mm-hmm. That's true, right? Who can say that? Okay. <laughs> so when you got to LA, how difficult was it for you to adjust, or was it? It was. I I, I had been fortunate. I, I knew one person out here, one in the entertainment industry, uh, a girl that that played volleyball at the same college I went to in North Carolina. Um, her uncle was a uh, talent agent out here at the time, and he allowed me to come out and basically just meet him and kind of give me some advice. And he got me into study with Howard Fine, who's one of the most renowned acting coaches in, in Los Angeles. I mean, this guy is one of those you know acting coaches to the stars, so it got it gets you a lot of uh, credibility. But I studied with Howard for for quite a few years, and all I did was just dove in studied the craft, just, just pinned my ears back and learned and worked hard. Eventually uh, progressed and got an agent and started auditioning. And then eventually um, was on different soap operas, uh, did a few things. And then Power Rangers was just an audition that went well. Just an audition that went well. And ironically, I read for Power Rangers the two years previous. Um, so that would have been Lightspeed. And the year before, and both years I had... You know, I think there was a callback maybe, but never got it. But they kept bringing me back. So the third time I went in, which was Time Force, is when I actually got the role. Uh-huh. Do you remember which roles that you read for, Lightspeed or? It would have been the Red Ranger, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, it wasn't specific. I wasn't going to, to callbacks. I think I was there and read and it just did, you know, didn't work out. Um, but then the, I, was it, yeah, so I guess third time's a charm. Right. Yeah. It's kind of general at the beginning. And then once they kind of wheedle it down, who was the Red Ranger, but the year before, uh, Sean Johnson was, you guys remember? Uh, Danny Slavin. Danny. Okay. So, so yeah. So that, there you go. It would have been the Red Ranger then. Okay. So how was the, how was this audition different than, uh, with the previous shows that you've been on? You know what? It was the same. Uh, initially, it was the exact same. Same thing. Um, the casting director, Iris Hampton, is uh, she was a lot more, um, I guess, uh, supportive and encouraging than most. She, almost like 
it was like your own sister that you were reading for, and she was really trying to help you through it. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a difference. It was a, it was a, it was a lot more personal than going into CBS or NBC or something like that. But the process was long because you know you, you we went in and and uh, and I've had like with soap operas like when I was on Passions the auditions that would you know weeks would go by and you'd hear nothing then suddenly they'd call you back. But um, it was uh, I, I want to say five auditions over probably two or three months. It just never ended. You'd get it, and then you'd come back two weeks later, and then you wouldn't hear anything for two weeks. You're like, oh, man, I didn't get it again. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they call you back, and you're like, okay, well, maybe this is something now. Then you wouldn't hear anything for three weeks, and you're like, what? You know, so it was it was crazy <clears throat> to uh, the, how, how long it took. Excuse me. <clears throat> how long it took, but finally worked out. <clears throat> and you were just reading for the Red Ranger? You didn't read for any other roles? Just the Red Ranger, yeah. Oh, okay. So you were like, look, I know what I want. Okay. Well, they kind of, yeah, they kind (laughs) of assigned it. I mean, I think every year they kind of knew, you know, what they wanted for each role. And and, uh, so, yeah, you knew that you were reading for the Red Ranger, you know, once you got back to the callback, you knew what they were doing. Okay. Do you remember anybody else from the auditions? That didn't get it? Either didn't or or, or got it. (laughs) Um, I, I do. I do actually. I remember, I remember Michael and Aaron because the, uh, whenever I go to auditions, I have a tendency to sit away from all the other actors. I I don't like to be around a lot of them a lot of the times. Um, just because some of the talk they say, or people try to read their lines out loud, it's very distracting. So I always kind of sit away from everybody, even outside if I can. And the waiting room was filled with everybody. And I remember sitting in the hallway away from everyone. We got to callbacks. Erin came out and she said, what is up with you? You're kind of like this lone ranger out here by yourself. (laughs) You're kind of of quiet. I said, I just, I don't like to be around everybody else. It kind of distracts me a bit. And I remember her coming out and saying that. And I remember Michael coming in and he didn't have a headshot. He had no tools that you're supposed to have as an actor. But he's such a he's such a beautiful guy that it just it worked out. I mean, they just <laughs> you know. <laughs> so uh, so, but I remember those two because of that. He they said, "Where's your where's your your headshot?" He's like, "I don't have anything." Like you've got to have your headshot and resume. You can't be a carpenter and not have your your hammer. He's like, "Well, I forgot my hammer." That's exactly what he said. It's crazy. It was crazy. But uh, that's what I remember. What were the first memories that you had being on set? Gosh, when we first came into the set, the the the, uh, the production value and the, the the set decor was just unreal. I mean, the clock tower, the specifics of inside the clock tower. I mean, all all down to the the minor details were so specific. Um, and I just remember thinking that this was just this huge place, and I didn't realize at the time what I had done. I mean, 10 years later, you know, here we are flying to Venezuela for, for this stuff, you know? So I I didn't realize at the time what I was in for, but I did realize the magnitude of it. Once I, the first day I got on set, that was my first thing is this is, this is going to be pretty big. Were you terrified at all? Um, no, I don't think I was. I don't think I was. And you know, it's funny. I think because I, I, I think because of my sports background, I mean, we were, you know, this is a glory days thing, but I mean, my, the football team I played on, we were ranked so high 
you know, I set school records, I think, and then baseball and pro baseball. I think I was used to, to the pressure side of it. I played division one college baseball. So there was, there was always, I was, I had dealt with pressure. I think from, from as a young man before on the, on the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. So for some reason I didn't, I was more excited than scared. Um, you know, more excited than, than feeling pressure. Because, well, I mean, it does help when, you know, this is not, this is not your first role ever in life. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, it, that, that does help. I mean, what, what, what was your first role? Like, I mean, what was your first <clears throat> acting gig? My, my first role, I, I played an extra on Chicago Hope. I was in Chicago visiting and I got a chance to get on set. And I was an extra as one of the, like the FBI agents running around for Chicago Hope. We were in a, we're filming by the L train in the Chicago winter. And I was, it was so cold that I, I literally, I thought I was going to lose, lose a limb. I mean, it was, it was brutal. That was my first one in the Chicago winters. And then my first dialogue, I had a five and under on Sunset Beach, the soap opera, um, delivering a package. Just came up, delivered a package, said I have a package for so-and-so. And that was my, how I got that role and how I got my SAG card is another whole unbelievable story of luck and timing. But uh, Sunset Beach was my first lines on TV, the soap opera. Sunset, well, who was in that? Who, um, <clears throat> Eddie, Eddie, uh, Oh, gosh, what's his name? Eddie, uh, uh, he's married to Leanne Rhymes. Eddie, uh. Oh, Cibrian, the yeah. one that cheated on that chick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Leanne Rhymes cheated on the, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, what, what happened? Eddie cheated on her? Okay, so Eddie was married to some other girl, right? right. Leanne was married to some other guy. Both of, is Eddie cheated on his wife at the time. Leanne cheated on his her husband at the time with each other. So oh. both of them cheaters, cheater, cheaters oh. cheated with each other. And then they ended up getting married and all this other stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. True love. Yeah. Cheater, cheater, cheaters. Cheater, cheaters. So, yeah, and so now Leanne Rhymes in some rehab or whatever because she's been bullied. I'm just like, yeah, have fun because you done cheated on your husband <laughs> to be with this guy who already cheated on that girl. Well, and she's so, in rehab right now? Yeah, she went into rehab because she's been bullied. So she's in rehab for anxiety or some kind of crap. Like, what? what? Right. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'll eat a sandwich. How about that? Yeah. Eat a sandwich. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> some passion wow really i love it i love it a little sorry just a little sidebar um <laughs> okay okay yeah i remember him mm-hmm. whatever Anywho. okay so yep yeah. so um yeah so of course when time force came on because we we came from we were in this vein of Okay, now we're getting into seasons that are a little bit more serious. The tone is a little different. And then the first scenes where you're playing some hard-nosed future cop and you dying, that was that was some stuff. That so, was different, huh? That was some stuff. That was, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how, what was it like playing both roles? Being Alex the little douchey douchebag, little bitch, sad little bit. And <laughs> You know what? It, it was great. It was, it was awesome for a few reasons. One is because obviously you got to play two different completely contradicting characters, which is what every actor likes. 
be able to, to, to attempt to, uh, to be on screen doing two different things, to show your range, for lack of a better word. So it was a lot of fun. It was time consuming, but um, you know, it, it was an honor because they, they really, really searched for this Red Ranger for this role because they wanted guys that had the ability to play two completely different characters opposite each other. So during the audition process, they would literally say, okay, here's this scene. We want you to read this one as Alex or Wes. And then we would do it and then say, okay, now you got 10 or 15 minutes, come back and now do it as Alex. And, and you knew the breakdown of each character, so you had to come back and read the exact same scene, but, but try to create whether it was your, the, the way your speech impediment or, or where your, your mannerisms, the way you walked, uh, trying to create something completely different um, for the audition. Obviously, during the filming, it's, 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 it's easier on the eyes when you can jet black the hair and throw some glasses on and compared to real blonde hair that's all messy you know you physically you can you can look differently but in real life when you're there you look the exact same to play it differently it was it was it was it was definitely a challenge so i loved doing it it was time consuming but it was uh, it was a lot of fun i can't believe that because there's a lot of seasons that people they don't remember <laughs> Honestly, yeah. they're like, whatever, could that happen, blah, blah, blah. But to this day, a lot of people still like Time Force. And so what is your reaction to people recognizing you and be like, yo, Red Ranger, hmm, I like you, I like your season, best season ever. Some people have said like, oh, I love the season, the best season ever. So what's your reaction to that? You know what? Extremely proud. I mean, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're always going to be um, – you're always going to like your season the most because I think you're obviously you're, you're on it. But what I did notice is that a lot of our fans that were younger at the time have grown up and they've still followed the show. And that's what we hear all the time is your season. And when you read online, online stuff and you see, and we do see these things, they're like, that's the closest thing to nighttime TV or soap opera that Power Rangers have ever had. I mean, you had the issues of this young boy chasing his dreams. You had the love story. You had the girl who, who was trying to decide between, you know, her, the, the, her, her fiancé and this new love. I mean, there were so many very, very high-level, older storylines there, and we did hear it all the time. And that made us really proud to be a part of it because it, it, it definitely felt like it was something special. I remember uh, meeting uh, parents when walking around L.A. when the show was on. You know, you get recognized a lot more, than you, of course, than you do now. But, you know, I've had parents that said, hey, the kids would come up, right? How you doing? Get your picture taken. And the parents will say, you know what? My kids made me watch the show because they wanted me to watch it with them. And I got sucked in. And I want to tell you, that was a great job. I mean, that was a really good storyline. And I just said, hey, I really appreciate it. But, but I got that a lot from parents as well 10 years ago at the time. So we were proud. We were extremely proud to be a part of, of that season. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, speaking for myself, I like I felt the same way. And I think I said this to Aaron is like, this is a really dramatic season. I mean, they're really, you know, pulling out some real performances um, yeah. that you yeah. just don't see too often uh, on Power Rangers. And definitely for me, I mean, it's my favorite season. So, you know, and I loved it. So awesome, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So let's delve into some of these little story arcs in this show. Let's delve in a little bit. Um, (laughs) One of the things that was surprising to see was that we had a female leader. Mm -hmm. They said she's the leader. 
<laughs> she's the one calling the shots. Mm-hmm. But did you feel like <laughs> she was the leader? Did you feel like Jen slash Erin was calling the shots? You mean, or I, did you feel like, oh no, not mean like story wise. Did you feel that, or did you feel like, no, I'm the red one. I'm the leader. <laughs> stand in the middle. I stand in the middle. All right. <laughs> you know what? I think it was the progression of West, to be completely honest. I mean, I, I, I think that he, 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 he was kind of the odd man out in the beginning that slowly got, gained their trust, that found his own footing, and that slowly became. I mean, Alex was the leader of that whole group, right? And I think eventually Alex, or uh, Wes, as he found himself, um, slowly found his spot and, 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 and took over. I mean, but I, I you know, on set, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was fun like that. And, and I think that was the, the progression of Wes's character. You know, he was trying to fit in, trying to be a part of it. Um, so no, that was, that was fine. That was fine. Uh-huh. So, uh, so for the record, you were saying, look, I'm the leader. That's it. <laughs> for the record. By about episode 20, you bet I was. Oh, snap. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> we need to get Aaron on the line. And, uh... Uh... <laughs> Rebuttal. Um, and yes, speaking of Aaron, another one of the storylines was that you and, well, Wes and Jen's budding relationship. Mm-hmm. And the tease. Yeah, yeah. Tease. <laughs> the endless. The endless teasing, even when y'all came back to do y'all reinforcements for the future. And it was just tease, tease, tease. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. What was your what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's funny because they fought. The producers and the writers fought about that. And mm-hmm. um it was a big, big issue. And the reason was, is in, in writing 101, as you guys all know, when you set something up, you got to pay it off. Mm-hmm. And and they set up the budding love story between these two that slowly cultivated throughout the whole season. And at the very, very end, for them not to pay that off was uh, an atrocity. So, and I've had a lot of fans say, oh my God, how, after all of that, why did she leave? Why did she not come back? Why did they not have a scene where... And I thought would have been great as they leave and you go back to the house, you go back to your life. And then like, I come back one day and then there she is. You know what I mean? Like she just, oh, she just has to be there and everyone will know she came back. She changed mm-hmm. her life to come back, but it was crazy. They didn't do it. And the writers and producers literally fought about it. So literally who was on it. which side? Uh, producers wanted to keep it as it was <clears throat> um, because I think that's the way the Japanese version probably went. Yep. And the writers wanted to to deviate from it um, because they, they they felt that that was the way it should have gone. Um, but it was a huge, huge, huge discussion. You guys have no idea how how, how big that that was. Oh, I thought you were Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if anyone was gonna ever change it. I mean, the producers always run the show, of course. You know, we had a great producer, Jonathan. But I, I do know that was a huge point of issue, and uh, and fans have asked about it to this day. To this day. This day. This because day. here's here's the thing. You mentioned yes, Jonathan Sakur. You oh. mentioned that he's a great producer, and, on, and yeah. But one of the criticisms was that uh, Time Force was a little bit on the copy side. Just you know, <laughs> copy, copy side. The, copy the, side. Copied the word was very strict with the translation from the Sentai, and so. 
Um, was there any other storylines that you wish would have been altered or changed? Or uh, if if you had it your way, if you had the pen and the paper, okay, what would you have done? God, these are some great questions, Lisa. <laughs> you guys are great. You know, and, and, and without, you know, without having too much time to actually think about it, I mean, obviously, like we just talked about, I, I think Jen stays. I think she leaves, he goes back to his life, and then one day he's going somewhere. And, and, and maybe if there was something in the beginning where, where he was, where she showed up, like she went and recreated that same moment. You know, for example, like uh, in certain movies, like they always w- went out to the beach to think like and, and that's where he met her. Like like somehow they created where she stayed back. I mean, Rancic that, that they all they, they, he became like he did in the end. I thought that was good. They, they, they turned around. Um, you know, he redeemed things with his father. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. They became close at the end. He, 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 he his friendship with with with, uh, with Dan Southworth was was great. They became a team. I, I mean, I think they closed all the gaps, but the love story. I really did. So that would have been it. That would have been it. Tis a shame. Tis a shame. Yeah. So, yes. And, of course, we have... Did you ever... Okay. When Dan Softworth came onto uh, the show, uh-huh. did you ever, in the back of your mind, think, crap, I, sh- I should... wish I was Eric. Like, did you ever feel like, <laughs> man, I just cannot be a little, little devious for longer than two seconds as Alex? Oh, you know what? It's always fun to be the bad guy, you know, because you, you can just, there's just so many ways you can play a character, whereas, you know, when you're the good guy, you, 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 there's, there's a lot of things you've got to, but no, I loved Wes and Alex. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't have traded for any other role. Uh, plus, I was paid double for that, so that didn't hurt. Wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> nice. Yeah, two different characters. That, 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 so, so it was, uh, <clears throat> no. So, um, like, no, I like my money. No, it was good. <laughs> I think I, I think I, I think it felt good all the way around. But no, I, I, I liked who I was. What was that working relationship like, though, um, when he <clears> came <throat> onto the show? Um, had you known him at all before, like you guys started shooting? You know what? I didn't. And and what's funny is because Dan is a very good friend of mine. But Dan is one of those guys that's like a, a real life tough guy. You know what I mean? Mm. He's he, he's the real deal, and it, he had been around Power Rangers and read for Power Rangers, and he'd been playing the Red Ranger in the live action stuff for years. <clears throat> so he'd been a part of the franchise for years and years leading up to that, and we were all you know newbies. We were new. Some of us weren't familiar with the show, it, you know, because when the show first started, I was in high school, so it, we we weren't as familiar with the show. And, and he had been he'd been around the show as a stuntman and involved for for a long time. Um, so it was kind of new guy in the block. Not, we weren't, weren't sure who this was. He definitely had some edge to him that, that kind of threw us off a bit to begin with. But mm-hmm. then as, as we started filming and, and friendships began, and then and everything was perfect. I mean, I have a great friendship to this day. Did you but ever we, think he was going to replace you? No. Okay. <laughs> no, because he always tells me, I was like, yeah, I try to come on. Like, I'm about to replace <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. That attitude just to keep them on their toes. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, we knew going in. We, we knew that there, I mean, there's always a six ranger. We knew the story. Okay. Yeah, we, we knew the, we knew the, uh, 
the premise of the story, you know, we knew that the, the generalities of the whole season arc from, from go. Um, we knew that the guy was coming in. I mean, I've got one of my best friends from Reed for that role. So we, we, yeah, we knew that was coming, but we knew also knew that's what they did. You know, the six Ranger always, you know, was a part of that the year before. What was What was the name? The Titanium Ranger? Right. Yeah. So we knew it was par for the course. Okay. All right. Setting another record. All okay. Right. Okay. There you go. There you go. Let's do this. How about we go through some of your cast members okay. and then any anecdotes or stories or whatever that pop into your mind? Yeah. Sure. All right. So, Aaron Cahill, you gave a little nice little thing. Anything else that popped into your mind when uh, I mentioned her? Um. God, like my, my little sister, love her to death. I mean, like I said, that, that the, the funny story about her is like we talked about earlier. The this personality you, you thought was fake, <laughs> and I tell her that all the time. Like I just I thought you were just just L.A. actress, fake girl, just pouring on the charm because she's got the job. But but no, um, sweetest girl, a bundle of energy, and an extremely one of the most talented actresses that um, that I've, I'll probably ever work with. I mean, she's amazing. Aww. Yeah, I've never seen anyone be able to bring tears all uh, within seconds. She can she can bring tears that quick all day long. Um, so she's she's an amazing actress. She can bring people to tears, or she brings herself <laughs> to tears. She can bring herself to tears as, as an actress. She can if there's an emotional scene. Oh, wow. In terms of uh, she can just, oh, I mean that last goodbye scene day just it was an all day thing. Where they wanted us emotional for like twelve hours and just break <laughs> punch and all, and I'm like, you know, and we were it was easy to be emotional in the beginning because we were saying goodbye, but cut after cut, take after take, it's like it's hard to to keep, you know, and of course we all got teary eyed because it was an emotional time because you know we were we were really sad to go and it was goodbye and so it was easy to, to go there, but just take after take, she could just bring tears, bring tears, and she was able to do that all year long in any any emotional scene. So amazing actress in that way. All right. Well, next up, Dan Southworth. Dan Southworth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gosh, Dan, he, he's uh, once, once you shed the skin, one of the greatest guys out there. Once you get to know him and he trusts you, there's not a better guy out there. You just got to get in his little circle of trust. <laughs> What but, happens uh, when you're not in this circle of trust? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can handle myself, but Dan's not the guy I want to meet in an alley. I know that. So he, he's, uh, we, uh, I mean, there's, sto- there's, there's stories there, but, but Dan's a, a great guy, a really hard worker, and uh, like I said, a real, real life tough guy. So it's good to be in a circle. <laughs> that is too funny. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So next up, Deborah Estelle Phillips. Deborah was just, just, just an absolute sweetheart. Um, unfortunately, she's the one, the one person that we just lost touch. I mean, she moved, and I just, I've lost touch with, with her for, for a long time. We stayed in touch, but just, just an absolute doll, an absolute sweetheart. Can do no wrong. Um, everybody loved her, and uh, I mean, it's just, just, there's just not a, not, not a bad thing you could possibly say about her. Wait, so she moved how long ago? I don't know. She moved a bit, and we we all we all kind of lost touch with her. I mean, I, I I try to keep these guys together to get to the Morphicon, 
you know, like calling up with Kevin and, and doing stuff for them. And I don't think they, they realize um, how fun these conventions are. I, I, I used to, they were I just, at the first one. They stopped by. They stopped by. Um, they took pictures. They, they took said, hey, pictures. how you doing? And that was that was it. I wasn't at the first one, but we we tried to get them to do other ones since, and and they would love to do it. They're not really involved in the, in the entertainment industry anymore. Oh, okay. And I just think that it's kind of fallen off their radar, and, and, and numbers have been lost. And unfortunately, I haven't I haven't talked to, to Deb in years, years and years. And the same with Kevin then. Uh, Kevin was gonna come by the thing. I think he just got married. He went back to school. So he's kind of fallen out of the entertainment radar as well, from what I understand. But again, just, just a, he's just a great kid. I mean, Kevin was kind of that wide-eyed, bushy-tailed young guy. You know, he was like the kid brother for everybody um, on the set. And, and just, uh, again, great guy. I mean, we had, from what I understand, the best cast because, I mean, they, they, they called it the love fest because everyone got along good. Everyone loved each other. It was really a... Uh, a really supportive, close cast. The love fest. I've heard that's that what, before. That's what they actually yeah. called it. Yeah, that's what they the crew called it. The love fest, or the hug fest, the love fest. Cause hug fest, love fest. <laughs> yeah. Expletive yeah. fest. Okay, so um, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Um, uh, next up, Michael Coupon. Michael was a model coming in. This was the the inner, the acting side was new to him, and so I think he really had to find his his strides coming into this because uh, it, they made it hard for him. I mean, he's a beautiful kid, and they wanted his character to be very stoic, few words spoken. Um, you know, and it's hard when they're like, okay, you know, we don't want your character to be smiley or laughy. We want you to be serious all the time, and so you 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 kind of you know, I mean, that's the nature of the character, and so it is what it is. But it also kind of it makes it tough for you to to be able to show any kind of range or emotion because you're just supposed to be serious all the time and not say anything. So um, I think he got in fairly pegged sometimes in terms of, 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 of his character, but that's how they wanted him to be. And uh, that was all new to him at the time because he was, he was originally a model coming into this. But I, I think I remember um, Lucas, character's name. I think I remember him being like a little ladies' man, little, you know, there was a little sprinkle of yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, he yeah, is. I remember. Oh, he oh, is. And he, and he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, so next um, would be Edward Albert. Edward Albert. Um, God bless him. He was uh, he was a one of the most unique men I've ever met in my life. And what I mean by that is this: he was. Well-spoken, proficient in, educated in anything you could possibly talk about. Um, the Tiananmen Square in China, you know, when that tank tried to run during that whole crisis out there, he was there. He could speak like five or six languages. Um, he, he opened up an Indian reservation in Malibu. That's the, you know, that, that, was, that was like a sacred land that they, they did something. Um, he, he ran charities. Uh, a bee would come up, and, and, and he would put the bee on his finger and say, this is this type of a bee. And then he'd be rolling his own cigarettes. Like a, like, and so it's like the guy knew. Then he would pick up a guitar, and he'd be able to play these instruments. Oh and my then he, he'd bring out this thing, and he'd wield it around like a black. So like, 
So the moral of the story is it's like the guy seemed to know everything about everything. And you could talk about politics or religion or this, and he would just be so educated and in depth about every topic. I've never met a man like that in my life. Um, so he was someone that you just wanted to, to just kind of be quiet and soak up knowledge from because he just had, uh, I mean, of course, it, there was a time where he was, you know, the guy was up for an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. You were, so he, there was a time where, you know, he was, he was, the, he was the it guy coming up. Um, so he's got just amazing stories and, uh, you know, so sad to see his life end what, in his 50s so soon. Yeah. So he was a fantastic actor. I mean, yeah, you you got like you guys have scenes together. I always remember just like some of the best stuff I felt like um, in the season. So yeah, and he was he was great at, at working with young actors and and talking about you know breaking down the scenes and this is you know we should go for this in this scene and I think this is a good angle to take for this so we can redeem our characters. I mean, so he was very good at it. It, it really. Um, you know, taking scenes, you know, every scene was very serious and every scene had a reason to be there and breaking them down and saying, well, what if we tried it this way? What if we did this? You know, if, 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 if you maybe look away from me here and I grab you to kind of pull you back into me, you know, that would be a good dynamic because we're doing this later. So he was like, he was always ahead of the game. And I mm-hmm. think having someone like him there, a veteran actor was huge because let's face it, all of us were beginning actors. So he, he helped, he helped to bring the storyline around. Oh, bringing a tear to my eye. I know. I'm, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, let me stop crying. Let's talk about Vernon Wells. Vernon Wells, right? The, 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 the consummate bad guy. I mean, uh, I mean, come on, this guy's made a career doing bad guys in big, big, big pictures, right? So obviously you guys are familiar with a lot of the stuff, you know? Yeah. So um, unfortunately, uh, you know, coming in, I didn't realize who Vernon was until, of course, I looked him up and realized, you know, Mad Max and Commando and, and, and Inner Space and Weird Science. I mean, all these things. So, same thing. I mean, you, you got a guy that's 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 worked with. I mean, opposite Robert Downey Jr. For God's sake. So, I mean, Matt. You know, Mel Gibson. Um, so, you know, people that whether however you like those people, of course. he's worked with some huge, huge people. And again, I think he was a huge asset to a predominantly new cast to uh, get things done right and really bring a level of of reality to it. And then finally, Kate Sheldon. Kate Sheldon. I lost lost touch with Kate. Um, I think she's out in Colorado now. But she she was great. Her and Vernon played opposite each other. Very, very well, and, 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 and you know, at Power Rangers, Time Force has been on. I've been, I've been rewatching them and really enjoying watching these again. And I'll tell you what, I mean, her character is so—it's just—I mean, she's the bad guy's bratty little girl, and and it's got to be over the top. And she does a great job doing it. And uh, you know, watching some of the episodes now, she does a great job. Um, didn't get to see her that much because usually we were on different sets. Mm-hmm. So to work with her a ton because they were on second, you know, we were on first. But uh, again, not a not a bad word to say about anybody. Truthfully, she was great. And so that brings me to um, moments that you remember that are humorous, embarrassing, 
you know, you can embarrass other people. That's fine. Anything <laughs> that comes up in mind when working with the cast. You know, I, we are asked this all the time. It's kind of like when someone says, tell, tell, tell me a joke. And you, you, you have so many <laughs> But you can't, you can't think of it funny. on the spot, you know? Say something right, funny. Exactly. Say something funny. Say it, say it. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. That's right. It's, it throws you off. So the, the biggest memory I think that we had was, uh, <clears throat> I remember the, the, the last few days of filming is that we were all leaving. And we knew it was goodbye. It, it was very emotional because we, we had really enjoyed you know, working every day, it was such a great experience. And let's face it, I mean, we were making good money. I mean, that was going to end. There were, there was, there was financial reasons. There was emotional reasons. And I think we were all very sad. But I remember the last few days of filming of it, of just knowing it was going to be done. And um, so I think that sticks out the most in my mind is, is, is those last few days of filming. Um, <clears throat> and then I also remember when we filmed at Universal, uh, we filmed on the lot in Movie Madness, and right. we, yeah, we, we had a great time doing that. We were on set, you know, and the, the big Universal trams come by, you know, the, you know, we were the ones out there, which I thought was, uh, you know, for years I had gone on that tram watching other actors. Um, you know, you have family coming to town, you got to do the Universal tour. I remember thinking, someday I'm going to be out there. Someday I'm going to find a way to be out there where someone's watching me as they come by, and and I remember thinking, yeah, I finally did it. That was that was like a weird little goal I had to, to be out there. And, and uh, so I, I remember the Universal stuff. That was a great time. And I'll also ask, you know, maybe to jog your memory a little bit. All right. Anytime you felt like, well, okay. You said, I think I've watched a couple of uh, panels where you said that at the time, um, you had a girlfriend while you were on, while you were working, correct? When you were working on Time Force? Yep, yep. Okay, so no funny business, you know, from you. I won't right. ask that. That's fine. All right, we'll keep that. Right. But if there's anybody else from the cast <laughs> that might jog your memory, you know. You mean, you mean in terms of uh, anyone else that might have done something else with someone else? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, gosh. What if the blue sword fights a yellow sword? Oh. Huh. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I heard that. That was something I thought I, I so that. <laughs> I think I think that might have uh, I, I think that might have uh, I think the blue sword and yellow sword met up once, but that's all I can think of. Hey, okay. <laughs> okay. all right, we're gonna just we're gonna just leave, let, let that that simmer. We'll okay. let that simmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, and <clears throat> I I have to because I remember now that your season was the season where it was filming during when 9-11 happened. Yeah. And so a lot of people remember, yes, 9-11 tragedy, you know, but a lot of people noticed that um, there wasn't so many of the showing the buildings being blown up. And, you know, what, what was the, uh, what was the change in, was there any change in production um, when after 9-11 um there there was and I don't know specifically what to be honest with you I know that they were being um 
cognizant of what they did so it didn't uh, it didn't in any way um, embody what happened. And I know there were some stock footage stuff where buildings were going down that they did remove. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was the, the only thing is, is any kind of footage where like the, you know something was blowing up and buildings kind of crumbled down like the towers did that from the bottom down. I know they removed stuff like that. So they did do some production stuff. I don't think storyline anything really changed. Oh, okay. I don't think there's anything that 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 warranted it, but I, I think there was some stock footage stuff they did not use as a result of that. Good so they didn't they didn't tell you guys to act any differently or like, okay, Lucas, you don't be so serious now. Be happy. Like, oh. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, okay. nothing, nothing changed in our end. Okay. All right. So, I mean, Tristan or anybody else, any any other time foresee questions that uh, you can think of before I move on yeah, to I the think next? We covered thing? quite a bit. I ah. guess the I guess the team ups, right? Right. The team ups. Team ups. <laughs> so, reinforcements for the future, and was there another team up? Well, there was time, time for, for light speed and forever red. Right. You right. had a lot oh, of team ups. That's right. That's right. <laughs> There You're may be more. You the lucky one. There may be more. Oh, oh. snap. Oh. 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 Uh-oh. There better be. Uh, never happen. know. Never know. <laughs> I think we know what you're talking about. Well, well maybe. I think. Zabad. Zabad. Anyway, I'm going to ask point blank, what other team up are you talking about? <laughs> are you talking well, about something specific? No, there, there is nothing okay. specific, but there was a okay. casual conversation of, of, of stuff like that that um, I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed happens of some, of some involvement like that. So there's nothing specific and nothing that, that I even know, or I'm sure even if I did, I couldn't even announce it, but there's been conversation of dialogue of, of certain people maybe coming back. Uh-huh. Sweet. Lots of my career fingers crossed too. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All and right, they know, and they know how how popular our season was years back, and they they were there watching at Morphicon. Let's just say that there there was someone that came back as literally a spy for Jonathan to see <laughs> Good. To see how we look, see how we age, to see what if we you know if we stayed in shape. I mean, what do we look like now? So. <laughs> Nice. So, Yo, that is <laughs> that is great. dope no. stuff. Let me oh. tell you, so that oh. is crazy. It's a spy coming yeah. back, and be like, mm-hmm. All right, how do they look? Uh-oh. All right, I was having this. Com- I'm sorry, I was having this conversation with some other people, whatever. And let me tell you something. Almost all of you people, like, okay, basically everybody that showed up at Power Marvel Con still look good. Y'all still, I mean, some of y'all even look better now. Like, what? Like, y'all still, like, like there's no ugly bone in any of y'all ranges' bodies. I don't understand. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I'm expecting a little gut here, a little whatever, you know, something, but oh, y'all look good. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just putting that out there. No, I appreciate it. I, I, I think, uh, I don't know all the rangers, and maybe some of them that maybe have changed a bit, maybe that's why they don't show up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really. Oh no! Stay home and shame. No, no. I, I, I'm saying I'm, I'm wondering if maybe that's why because I don't know all of them. I don't. I don't know how people have changed. You know. Um. But no. I mean, I. I. I you know. I think that all of us that are still involved. I mean, I, I think uh, we try to keep our, our appearances going good. And you're right. We've been very blessed in that matter. 
man, that is that is true though. Like, uh, it's like it's it's probably like a high school slash college reunion. Like, I don't want to go. I, I look like I look like a mess. <laughs> oh. you know? I don't want to go. I look like a mess too. Like, uh, <laughs> that's sad. Oh. That is funny because that has happened. It's got it. Okay, so yes, let's talk about the team up. Cause yeah, you you've been in a lot of team ups. Cause some people haven't been in any. <laughs> like we don't get one. Oh well. So we talk about the first one being what was the first one, guys? Time for, <laughs> for light speed. Time for light speed. Yep. And in that case, you know y'all, you know noobs at the time coming in to the veteran side. And so, what was that experience like? You know what it it was it was good it, it it was uh i mean we had just gotten kind of our gotten the momentum going we were starting to find a groove in terms of what we were doing and suddenly here comes these uh these 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 other rangers that came back in and uh you know it, it was it was fine i think they were there pretty quick it was uh it, it was it i'm just trying to think back because i remember more of the, the reinforcements for the future but they were they were great offering advice on stuff, you know things that they thought we should do. I don't remember if, if any of them. I don't think any of those guys have continued to really work, have they? Um. Well, uh, Keith Robinson. How's Keith doing? The, I mean, I mean, he did Dream Girls, and he's been on a few shows, and he has. Yeah, and he um and he's currently working on his music career. He's got a you know couple of cds out and you know working on that and so yeah he's he's the one that's been working and then you have um mike chat who is xma extraordinaire running his little mini empire (laughs) of schools and things and uh and he's always you always see him on espn at the uh martial arts championships and all those other things and uh, oh okay okay and um those are the main. I, I, those are the main. <laughs> I lost touch with all of them, but no, they were they were great, and it was interesting kind of hearing their their uh, vantage point, everything, uh, you know, since we were the new guys coming in. Okay, okay, okay. So then, your second team up. Yeah, yeah. Which was my personal favorite episode of all time. I have to say, I loved it. Wait, who just said that? Tristan, Tristan. super Tristan. fan. He's sucking so, up, so sucking up. Re- Reinforcements for the Future was your best episode of every every episode ever? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Just for me, like, I guess bringing in one of my favorite casts, you guys, of course. And I don't know, the interaction with all the characters, it just seemed to work out really well. So. Yeah. Yeah. How, well, that- how was that working with that cast, actually, and coming back as, you know... The, the, veterans. the veterans, yeah, the veterans. I think it was good. I, you know, I think that cast, um, you know, wasn't nearly as close as we were, and that was pretty apparent. Right. Um, I, I, they didn't have the the same friend. It seemed like the same togetherness. Um, you know, we always ate together. I, I noticed that they, so I didn't I didn't feel that same bonding between them, but um, they were again. I mean, you're kind of like again, the, 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 you're kind of like these guys coming into their area now and. But again, they were they were all supportive, and they, we had a good time when we were there. Um, it was always fun going back because we, you know, we we missed being there and enjoyed seeing everybody. Um, I've become especially close with Jessica Ray over the years. I, I'm probably closer to her now than, than anybody from the previous uh, casts. Mm-hmm. But uh, but everyone, yeah, but we we had a good time filming it, and, and you know, I I thought it was the reason I, 
you know, Tristan, to answer your point, the reason why it was probably better than the uh, the, the team up at Lightspeed is because it it allowed our season to kind of answer a couple questions a little bit. And it showed you where Rancic was, what he ended up with him. Right. I kind of gave some some. I don't know. Do you guys felt it gave you any closure with Jen and Wes? Not really. No. Well, <laughs> well, well no. I don't know. I don't. There, there was there was one scene where um, you guys were the two of you, Wes and Jen, were together, and she was like, "I guess I can change my destiny too." And you know, it, it sort of felt like they were trying to give you a little extra something. But you know? them heifers still didn't kiss, so now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you allowed to kiss on Power Rangers? Yes! Tommy and Kimberly kissed up a storm all the time. I didn't yeah. want to see them kiss. Crap. Really? <laughs> That's like, those are the last two people I want to see kiss all the time. Tommy and Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they changed their standards over the years. Because like, la- in so. later seasons, they don't yeah. do it anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah, I thought they did too. I thought that was a thing. Where they, 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 they said that we couldn't do that. Um... But, but, oh, man, yeah. The sh- but I'm not talking about French. I'm not talking about, like... <laughs> right, right, right. Just you know? Chest, PG. Yeah, just a pack, right, right. Yeah, man. My goodness. They couldn't... They, anyway, continue. Sorry. A little tangent. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it, but, but I think it was good because it, 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 there was some... They, they allowed... I think with the light speed, it was just kind of... We're there, we're shaking hands, they're giving us jackets... It was very cut and dry, but I think there was a little bit more story arc and storyline and how the seasons blended together and everyone kind of, you know, Ricardo and I racing at the end, the girls all teaming up, Dan Dan falling in love with, um, oh gosh, the Yellow Ranger. Taylor, yeah. Taylor, you know, so, so I think they, were, they, they got a little deeper in that one. So I, I thought that one was really done really well. And it helped, because was it... Time for Lightspeed, was that a, was, that wasn't that a was two-parter, just, right? Yeah, that was like the, yeah, like the only were in and out. Ever. That was just real, real quick and dirty and get him in, get him out. That's what it was. That's how it felt to me, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it felt to me, too. Wow. Okay. Um, and then the third team up, see, just so popular, <laughs> um, was the Forever Red team up. So um, there was a lot of testosterone on yep. that one. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, so go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so going into it, I, you know, you, you didn't really know what to expect. You had a lot of people that had been on the show, built up the popularity that that you know apparently it ended abruptly or poorly for them. Um, now coming back, um, so you, you had a lot of, um, you know, a lot of your thought process was, you know, what are these guys going to be like? Are they going to be angry? Are they going to be happy? Are they going to think, you know, you're just following my footsteps i'm the one that paved the way you didn't know what it was going to be mm. and um <clears throat> but uh the only guy that didn't come was danny they, they put him in later danny slave mm-hmm. and uh but but everyone got there we we all got along extremely well um there was no issues there was no problems um obviously you got 22 minutes of screen time screen time for that many personalities is just uh it, it, almost impossible but Everyone got along great. We had a great time, and there was just just no issues. It was it was it was a ton of fun being a part of it. Looking back now, I can't believe that that was not an hour or two hour long episode because they could have really, 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 really banged that. They could have made that thing sing because yeah. you really could have done something special there. Um, I feel so. I think there was an opportunity lost there. 
especially because it was in the season of Wild Force. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been two ep- Come on, you could give two episodes for that. For oh. real. People would not have minded. They would be thanking you. Take away a little bit from the Wild Force. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're only adding. You could only go up. Really, oh. she's been Power Rangers Forever Red the whole season. <laughs> the whole season, yeah. you say? The whole yeah, season. you could imagine. Yeah, they, 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 they could do, you know, and I maintain too. I mean, I, I see them remaking Ninja Turtles. I see them doing Transformers. I see them doing all these things. Green Lantern. I, I mean, it's like if you really made, done it right, spent the money, had the production value of a summer blockbuster, you could make Power Rangers a huge summer blockbuster. Absolutely. For real. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and they don't have to be in spandex per se, but they don't have to be in like fugly suits. Like you guys could like get a little homage, but you know, update it a little bit. Do a little something. You Come can on. make it look good. You can make it look good. You can make the special effects look good. You can make the monsters be real. They're, they're, Jessica Ray showed me a trailer of something. Uh, M- MMPR or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the guy came in and that he was like in this seedy little like Heroin infested alley. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. yes. Right. That's the yep. one. That, I mean, see, when you do it like that, when you make it real and do it right, they, they, could, they could make this huge. And I'm hoping that someday they do. And this isn't even a, a selfish thing, uh, me being a part of it. I'm just saying they could actually make it like uh, they could put it on a, a, a global scale of epic proportions if they really spent a ton of money and did it right. And yeah, uh, they could have done that for something like that. I guess it just seems as if, like, okay, well, Saban has it now, and they're going back to, you know, Mighty Morphin-esque type of things where, I wouldn't even say Mighty Morphin because at least you could relate to them. Um, but they're <laughs> they're going back to Teletubby-level, you know, bright not colors. Even, not even back to, like, it's it's kind of oh well they're going to right yeah they're going to yeah and so they're not really i mean yes like they're trying saban is trying to trying to say oh look we still remember the old fans and we're gonna do all this stuff for you but like how about you do stuff for us in terms of the actual show (laughs) like that would be great you know we're not saying everything has to be dark just updated a little maybe some of the i don't know writing a little bit think about us you know, you're right. And here's the thing is that as I have, you know, the per, you know the contacts of Jonathan and, and to Iris, these are people that I have their cell phones. And it's interesting that you say that because obviously, selfishly, I'd, I'd love to come back and be a part of the show again. Because it's just, you know, all the jobs that I've done, it's just been, I mean, Resident Evil was a great job. That was another great, but but it, 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 it it's, our, our, our audience is not five-year-olds anymore. They're very, very educated 17 to 25 year olds that have followed this show and want more and and it's a smart audience and and like you said lisa jay it's like you're not you know 10 years ago 15 years ago you know a younger crowd would watch it that was your target market even though you were attracting a little crowd but now you know our fans that come in the fan mails i get the, the facebook stuff it's all teens and 20s now and, and yeah and quarters and boys but you know what <laughs> It, it totally is, and, and here's the thing, that's your audience because they've grown with it, they've loved it, and you should adapt to who your target market is. 
And I think it's your point, it's changed, and I think they should adapt to that. And uh, hopefully Saban has the foresight, foresight to do it. Or, you know, do like, okay, fine, look, if you want to keep the show at that age range, okay, fine. That's fine, because kids are going to buy the toys. I mean, we're going to buy toys, too, but, like, kids going to buy the toys, fine, whatever. But, like, you can make another show that's, uh, you know, a little bit for us. Little, Power Rangers oh. After Dark. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. oh, yeah. sounds yeah. like a porno. Sounds like a porno. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sign you know? me up. Oh. Hey. <laughs> hey yo. Yeah, so no, but it's good to hear that cuz like I mean that's the thing. We 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 appreciate you guys and we we're really grateful that you gave us a show back then that we that we watched back then, but we can still enjoy now. There's certain, you know, there's certain scenes that I'll go back and watch and they're great and they're fun and entertaining for children and adults. And so we need to talk to just to get a little I know I'm not no TV producer, you know, I'm not making millions of dollars, but who we need to talk to that, uh, anybody, you know, well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> well, the guy that talks, the only guy that, that has Saban's ear is Jonathan. That's the guy. I see. And, and, and see, and Jonathan, and, and if, if we get, um, you know, when I actually eventually speak to him or something happens where we're coming back, I mean, these are the kind of things I'm going to talk to him about. Is to, is to let him know because he, he doesn't, you know, he's involved in the production side, but but we're the ones that have our, our, our that are here that meet the fans, that have the Facebook accounts, that have the Twitter accounts, mm-hmm. that, that see who, who our fans are. So we kind of have our, 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 you know what I mean? We kind of have our, our ear to the pulse. Right. And I think that the only thing you can really do is, is have whoever talks to Jonathan. Now, I, I don't know what they do or don't see, but Iris Hampton is a casting director. If Jonathan's out there in terms of any kind of social media, that's the one to, to talk to to say, look, you've got an older audience. You, you need to adapt to that because that's where it is. I think Saban personally thinks that the money's in selling the toys and the people that will buy the toys is the younger group. And so they're going to continue to market to that. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the – and the guy has done so well with that formula. That they're not going to change it. I don't, I don't know if they're going to change it. And I wish they would and you wish they would. But when I talk to Jonathan next, and there will be a time, hopefully soon for, for reasons we talked about, because um, I'd love to come back, that, that's a conversation I'll definitely have with him mm-hmm. and see what, what happens. I, I love you already. <laughs> <laughs> now, we, it's, it. it's a goldmine, man. People love it. There, there's, 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 there's definitely a, 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 uh, something that can be done in that vein of what you just talked about. And hopefully some way that's something that could be handled for sure. Right. Right. Let's move on a little bit and let's talk. This is pimping time. Called pimping time. You are currently working on a project called no nerds here. Tell us a little bit about it. Jessica Ray and, um, and Rebecca who's producing it, it it, it approached me a little while ago as as these conventions started to happen. And they said, you know, we want to do a show. What really happened is this, is that we were at Comic-Con, and, uh, oh, God, what was the name of the show again? The guy? The Guild? The Guild. Oh, yeah, yeah, The Guild. Mm-hmm. The Guild's huge. So we're sitting here at, at Comic-Con, and uh, we're signing autographs for people, and suddenly the booth next to us, which had the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. Oh, <laughs> Right? The soup Nazi. He's signing, he's signing ladles, soup ladles. <laughs> 
and, wow. and, and, and it was amazing. I'm like, God, one episode, this guy is, is a Comic-Con, for God's sakes. So so his time frame is done, right? And, and, and suddenly they cleared his booth because he's time for him to go. And suddenly this line starts to build. And it gets bigger. And it gets bigger. And I'm like, who, who's going to be signing next to us? I mean, they got a roller coaster line. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's rolling around. And it's cut off. They got to... And then and then and then they go. It's uh, it's the uh, the guild. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. And I go, what is the guild? And and they're like, it's just a web series. And these guys roll up. They're kids. I don't even think that they had any previous experience. And if they do, I apologize to them. But I remember thinking that show developed out of a web series of actors that were unknown. And I'm was watching. Fel- was Felicia Day there? No. She was the redhead. She's the redhead. She's like the main chick in the guild. She had to have been then. Yeah. 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 Because she has a she has a big following. Does big, she? Big. Huge. Was it, was it before the was it before that show? That show Yeah, she's well, that, yeah, she, this, that show's about ready to start sixth season. Oh my god. And yeah. she's been I mean, she's been on regular television as well, but yeah, like she she has this internet following. She this nerd geek following. That are wow. very, very determined. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's well. That well, I had never heard of them or seen it, and I remember thinking, these people are all in line for these, and, and here we are on one of the biggest kids, you know, shows ever, and they've got ten thousand people in line, and we got ten. It just it <laughs> blew me away, blew me away. And this is before the resident. I could announce Resident Evil, right? So the, so they were like, look, we already have a fan base. And they started from scratch. Why don't we create our own web series that focuses on us three, Nakia, Nakia Barice, Jessica Ray, and me, and it, like shooting it like The Office. And it's going to be six episodes that are, you know, we call a mockumentary of these three rangers and their experiences at these conventions and the stories that happen around it. So that's how it began: is watching the popularity that these web shows could create, thinking, let's start our own because we already have the following. And that's what we're shooting right now. No nerds here, um, and we're we're in the, the process now of, of of finishing the pilot episode, but we're in the process of filming it right now. And in terms of distribution, where were you got? You guys are just going to release it on the internet? Are you thinking you're going to go through try to partner up with either Hulu or other online distribution outlets? There, there's a uh, we had some meetings and I'll and I'll let you know Rebecca handle that. But there, there's already been some meetings with production companies that love the idea, want to want to see what we what, what we put out. But there's already some interested parties that that want to. So it's not even so much just releasing it into the wild. Um, we've got legitimate big time production companies that love the concept and the idea and are waiting to see what these episodes look like. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, so there's already been meetings with that, and that, that's kind of the goal with releasing it to, you know, just releasing it out and trying to get it on following. Um, but ideally, in, in a perfect world, you know, you, you want to get it bought. You want to get funding so that they can come in and spend real, real dollars to make it really, really shine, you know? And so the, the characters, are they, I think I remember talking to you about, like, it's a heightened version of yourself. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're all the characters are the heightened versions of, of who we really are, and and so that, that's what's so funny. So the the, uh, 
the analysis they gave. Do you guys ever watch Parks and Recreation or? or I love that. Uh, yeah. I love that show. Okay, so Rob Lowe is kind of how they talk about for my character, or like Alec Baldwin in Thirty Rock. Okay. So you know, so that that kind of a thing. So you know, he, he's into the fame. He's into all this stuff there. But of course, you know, you want this character to be a likable guy. You don't want to be an, an idiot or arrogant. Um, so, so that, that's kind of how he is. He's into his appearance. He's into his fame. He's into his fans. Um, and, and, and that's what they talk about it, a, a hyper version. So that's what we all play. And, uh, and that, and they're still kind of tinkering with the episodes right now. Okay. And when will we be able to see it? Well, um, I, I'm the wrong guy to talk to about that again. I, I think, uh, I think they want some stuff in the can here in the next couple months. Okay, so you're still shooting then? Yeah, well, yeah, we're still shooting. We still have a lot of stuff to do, but I think they want to get the pilot done pretty soon here. Um, but I, you're going to see some some definite stuff here uh, in the next couple months. Okay, and uh, where can we find uh, to check out the upcoming web series? Well, they uh, they got the Facebook page, which is No Nerds Here, a fan site, and the, uh, the Twitter account is at no nerds here. Um, and, and that's where we're posting everything. And we'll continue to post it on our Twitters and our Facebook. Of course, my, my Twitter is at the Jason Font, and I'll keep updating things on there as well. And then, of course, I've got my regular Facebook page and, of course, my fan site, which I just, just started. But, but jasonfont.com is my website, and I will always keep putting anything new that comes out there, whether it's my personal appearances or stuff I've done. No nerds here. All that stuff will constantly be updated on my website as well. Okay. And and before we go, you mentioned um, Resident Evil. Yeah. So, huh? So, what character are you playing? I uh, I do. I play Leon Kennedy. I play Leon. So they mm-hmm. spent that was a two year. I mean, I auditioned for that over two years ago, and it comes out next week. <laughs> What? Yeah, it was a huge, huge job, and uh, Capcom um, signed us to secrecy for a year and a half. We weren't allowed to tell anybody um, that we were playing these characters, and they they model the character after you. I do all the body work for it, <clears throat> and um, it's funny because it, at Kamikaze, it was it was probably eighty percent of the fans were, were Resident Evil. I mean, they're they're stoked on it, and the the game comes out October second. Um, I play Leanne Kennedy, who's the main guy in there, and uh, it's it looks like a feature film. It's absolutely amazing the way that they, they do that stuff. Yeah, because I know, I mean, you know, forgive me, I, you know, me and the video games, we, we know each other. We briefly, <laughs> we visit each other, you know, I don't live with the video games. But, I mean, I know Resident Evil, the the, the movies, and right. the, the girl, what's her name? Oh. Mila Jovovich. Yes. Mila Jovovich. Yes. So, are we going to be seeing you in a movie anytime soon? You know what? I think if they do another one, I, I would love to, to get a crack at that. They're going to do another one, please. They're going to do yeah, another one. They true. keep pumping them things out like there's no tomorrow. They're going to do another one. I guess as long as it keeps making money, they will, right? Exactly. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, like I said, the video game, I mean, you know, they were filming them, you know, at the same time. And we started that two years ago, so... They had two different guys playing the uh, the role of Leon, so when the time comes, I would I would I would love to get a crack at that. I mean, as the star starts to develop and 
And uh, it'd, be, it'd be great to get a chance to, to actually be the guy that plays Liam in the, in the movie, in the film. Yeah. Well, I hope so, because I, I want to see more Rangers in films on the big screen. And I could be like, I knew him when. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So before we go, do you have any final thoughts or any final messages to the fans? You know what? I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, years after um, Power Rangers ended for us, it's, it's, it was such a great ride. And it's funny, you, you, you know, we all work in other sets and all have had other jobs, but we'll never find anything is, is probably never find anything is, is fulfilling as Power Rangers. And here, years later, these conventions, the uh, fans keep coming out to support us, to say hello. And uh, I want to let them know that, that how much we truly appreciate it. We, we enjoy meeting them as much, if not more, than they enjoy meeting us. And without them, it, it doesn't happen. So when you're at conventions, I know we're there, and I know there's charges for pictures and all the stuff they make us do, but please come up. I love talking to you guys and, 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 and saying hello. And... Uh, and, and it's 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 my honor to come meet everybody, and as long as they keep wanting us to come out and meet, we'll we'll be happy to do it. So thank you very much. And thank you for coming on the show. Thank, thank you. You. you guys got a great show. 